Welcome to the Educate, Empower, and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera, and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training, and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts, and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to the E3 podcast. I'm your host, Haley Vera, and as always, I'm excited to be here. I am super grateful as well to be bringing on a special guest to be doing this podcast with me today. And we actually go way back. So Christy and I used to train at the same gym in Kamloops, and that was almost five years ago now that I lived in Kamloops, I believe, and has a huge passion for fitness, used to compete in bodybuilding. And I've actually brought her on the show today to share a little bit of her story and also some of her reflections on competing, bodybuilding, and how her life has progressed over time with fitness as a foundation. So welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, super fun. I love having these conversations. I do a lot of solo podcasts. They're kind of fun because I get to do a brain dump, but Having a good conversation with someone as well is always so cool because I learn a lot in the process myself and having other people's perspectives just helps to expand your own horizons, I think. So let's just start a little bit with like who you are, where you're from, what you're doing right now. I know right now you're a little bit of a nomad moving around a lot. You just got back from Thailand. Yeah, yeah. We spent the last uh, just about six months kind of bouncing around in Asia, which was such a cool experience. But I am originally from Prince George. Uh, that's where I started my fitness journey and uh, career. And I've done a lot of things in the last like 10 years since I, since I started there. I originally started getting into fitness just for myself. I did a lot of sports as a teenager. And then I had kids really young and trying to get back into it. I was just trying to spark my own motivation. So I took some health courses and nutrition courses and foundations of fitness, mostly through the YMCA, just to sort of get get the ball rolling for myself again. And I found bodybuilding and there's there's quite a community for it in Prince George. So I kind of found my people there and coaching just fell naturally into my lap. I had people coming to me asking for help and how do I do what you're doing? And I think I've always been a bit of a coach without realizing it, just my personality. So it just, it happened really organically and we've kind of just grown from there. And I'm, I moved to Kamloops in 2018, which is about the same time that you and I met. And since then, coaching has been my full-time job. If you want to even call it a job, it doesn't really feel like a job. Um, <laughs> I feel that. And, yeah. And through that, I was doing bodybuilding. I I was actually in preparing for this chat with you. I actually went through and wrote down all of my shows and things. And it's a little bit surprising to me just how how long I was doing it and how many shows I did. So that was kind of cool reflection just in doing <laughs> research on myself for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Let's hear it. Let's, uh, I know your mom used to hype you up so much. Your mom is just the, the loveliest human on the planet. 
And actually I knew her before you, because I used to, I got my personal training certification through anytime fitness where she was working at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, when I first saw you, I'd actually seen lots of pictures of you because she loved it. <laughs> she loved to share and was just so proud of you doing your shows. So anyways, tell us how many shows you've done and a little bit of your experience around that. Oh man, that's so funny. My mom is just the ultimate cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> she totally just... is. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. She was actually one of my first clients to be truthful. She was still working full-time in her career and we got her started on her fitness journey. And when she retired, she really embraced it. And retirement didn't last very long because she decided to manage anytime fitness. So that's a funny <laughs> little roundabout. She's actually retired now. So that's great. She lost a lot of weight working with you too. <laughs> she did. She's one of my for sure success stories. That's for sure. I started competing in 2016. I did my first show in New West, the Lee Brandt Muscle Classic, which I'm not even sure if that show is still a thing, but it was at the time. So I started there and that was my first sort of dive into the bodybuilding world and so eye-opening. But I was I was hooked and I found the biggest thing I've learned from bodybuilding and really just embracing fitness overall is you really learn delayed gratification because each thing that you do is not going to give you the result when you do it. It's so much longer and you really learn to find joy in the journey and in the learning process and really the battle it takes to keep reminding yourself of what your goals are, why you're wanting to achieve them, and why the choices that you're making each day are worth the sacrifice or the battle along the way. And there's really, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with bodybuilding and everything to do with just the habits and the disciplines that you teach yourself and you learn to love them. 100%. That's that's really cool. I think that, you know, from my experience anyways, and working my way up in the fitness industry and becoming an entrepreneur not and not just a coach, I've seen fitness really as the foundation. So usually fitness is the thing that gets us in the door and maybe we're feeling unhappy with our body or maybe we're feeling like we're in a place where we're not performing at our best. Maybe we want to be able to play with our kids better or just have more energy. So we get our foot in the door, but then that foundation, like you said, it builds delayed gratification. It teaches us discipline and it becomes something that we can use as a foundation for all areas of our life, like relationships, careers, being successful in general, I think starts with that in the foundation. Like I say this all the time. I went to an event in Utah where there was all of the big entrepreneurial people who have found success in being entrepreneurs on stage. And every single one of them was physically fit. And it was such a good reminder to me that fitness is truly the foundation for success in any area of your life. 100%. Yes. That's my MO right there. And I'm really my goal right now of what I'm really focusing on as a coach is really trying to reach out to people that have those bigger life goals and get them focused on their fitness. Because although there's not, you don't see a direct correlation, the dots don't necessarily connect on a piece of paper. They go hand in hand, those habits. And just, there's so many physical and health benefits to it. But aside from that, just like the mental aspect and your creativity and all of the things at your productivity, everything that you're able to create and do once you're finished at the gym, it's just so much bigger than what you're doing inside the gym. It really doesn't matter 
what your result is, whether you lose weight, whether you, if, if you're showing up for yourself and doing the things to improve your health and put yourself as a priority, you're going to be more successful in every other aspect. It's just the way it works. Yeah, I love that. I'm curious, actually, because you competed for a long time. And how many shows exactly did you do? I did six shows total in four years. Wow. Okay. That's, those are some quick turnarounds. Usually people do one every one to two years. So in <laughs> definitely very competitive and you did really well when you were competing as if from what I can remember. Yeah, I had some ups and downs for sure. my first show was very eye opening. I ended up placing third in my category in the first show, which is nothing wrong with that, but I had room to improve. And that was super eye opening of like, okay, if I want to keep going with this, we really have to, we really got to buckle down. There's work to do which I love. I'm, like you said, I'm very competitive. I am very motivated by the work that needs doing. So when I can see something that needs to be done, that get, gets me way more excited than something that could come easily. So I really, I got to work. I hired a coach. I did my first show without a traditional coach. I just kind of had a mentor. So hiring a coach and really getting serious about the off season in between those two shows and then really getting dialed in. And, and I found one of the, I think one of the, my biggest successes in, in that second show where I placed first overall, and that got me into provincials and nationals and into a pro qualifier, my next three shows after that, I really had to set boundaries for myself and learn about how to express your goals to the people around you in a way that wasn't threatening and in a way that didn't judge what they were doing as wrong. It was just, this is what I'm doing and I'm really excited about it. And here's the changes that I need to make in my life and the way that I operate in order to be successful, because this is where I'm going. And it really gives people an opportunity to be supportive and to be, to be happy for you and to understand. And not that you owe anyone an explanation, but it really, it really helps pave your way to remove some obstacles that, that will come. Because when you make big changes in your life, there's going to be conflict. Change always has conflict, which can be very positive, but it can also be really hard. And especially when you're competing and you're tired and depleted and a little undernourished, if we're being honest, you're going to be, those, all those emotions are amplified. So doing as much as you can to really set yourself up for success with the people that are around you and preparing that those roadblocks are going to come. Those lessons were invaluable to me, trying to learn boundaries and respecting other people's, their goals that are different, but not wrong. Yeah, that's a really cool thing that you you bring up. And yeah, I mean, I've touched on it on this podcast multiple times that being that lean isn't healthy for women's hormones and you're going to end up with severe nutrient deficiencies if you stay there for too long. So there's importance to like the off seasons and taking breaks, diet breaks, you know, going through building phases and really working closely with a coach. I like that you brought up all of those aspects, but I think that one of the biggest things is when you have a goal, like you said, it's about letting the people around you know in a way that isn't judgmental of them. I talk about this a lot with my clients and I call it the reflection, the mirror effect. Because if you tell someone that you just got a job as a plumber and then you tell them that you're working four twelves and you're super excited because you have good benefits and you get three day weekends, they're going to hype you up and be like, wow, that's amazing. 
super proud of you. But if you come to your friends with a negative tone and you approach them in, you know, I, I got a job as a plumber. It stinks. I work long days. I'm not happy about it. I don't get paid enough. The people that are talking to you are also going to look negatively at what you're doing. And so I think that how we approach things and how we present them to other people will help them mirror in a way that's supportive rather than a negative feedback. If you tell someone some one of your goals, expecting them to have judgment, expecting them to shoot it down, expecting them to have a negative response, that's exactly what you're going to get because it's what you're what you're putting out there. So that's powerful. And I'm curious how you kind of work around that with your clients when they have their own fitness goals, how you help them communicate with their partner or spouse or family? Yeah. So, I mean, step one to explaining any goal or sharing your goal is to be really clear about what your goal is. So what I work on with my clients is really putting pen to paper. And I'm a big pen to paper girl. I love putting things into a physical being where you can see it on a page and it just has more presence. It feels more powerful to me than typing it into a phone or or even just saying it out loud, but giving your words a physical presence, I think is a big step. So writing down what your goals are, being really realistic about what your timeline is and what's involved in creating that goal and bringing it to fruition. Because I think it's really easy to get excited about the results that your goal brings. So for an easy example, if you're looking to lose weight, which is a, a lot of what the ultimate goal is for my clients, and they come and, you know, I really want to lose 10 pounds because I'm going on a holiday or whatever it is. It's really easy to get excited about what that goal is. But what you need is to be really realistic about what's coming in that journey. And knowing that there's going to be times where you have to make choices that are different from the choices that you've made or the choices that are habitual to you. So writing those down and being really self-aware of okay, over the next two months, I've got these upcoming events and I know I need to plan in advance for them. I'm going to have to choose to eat my meal at home before I go and then not snack on all the things with my friends. Or I'm going to have to choose to bring something with me. Or I'm going to adjust my day and ask my friends what's going to be available so that I know that there's something there that I can or whatever. And you're going to have to do a little pre-planning and telling yourself that in advance makes it so much easier to follow through on that. And then once you're clear on those sorts of things, it's really easy to have a conversation with your friends or your family or whatever and say, I'm really excited to come to Christmas dinner with you or to this, this event, but I just, I am going to be bringing my own meals and I am so excited to spend the time with you and still be successful on my goal. And there's not going to be a rebuttal when something is displayed that way. But if you just show up without the conversation and someone made a dinner and they have their own set of expectations in their head and now you're turning it down and there's just an opportunity for unnecessary hurt feelings that could be so easily cleared up with a little communication prior. And it puts you in a better position to be successful where there's no guilt and it gives the people that are important to you, an opportunity to be really supportive and proud of you for following through on the things that you set out. Yeah, I love that. And it's your attitude you show up with too, right? Because if you're eating out of that meal prep can container, looking at what other people are eating with a sense of like lack, 
of wishing you had what they had or being unhappy with your choices, then you're not really in alignment with your goals, right? And people can sense that. And if they can tell that you're kind of on the fence about your own choices, there's going to be more pushback from them. You know, why are you eating out of a meal prep container? Why don't you just eat the food that we're eating? Or let's say you're at a barbecue and you just opt out of having drinks or opt out of having the cake that everyone's eating, but you do it in a negative way. That's like, oh, I'm on a diet. You know, people are going to push back because of the, almost like the defensiveness that you have, you know, I'm on a diet. I can't, they're going to try and break that for you because they can tell that you're not firm with your boundaries. So to be firm with your boundaries is like, no, thank you. You know, I'm good. You know, absolutely really working with yourself on how you're showing up in that moment. And I know that has worked for me in, in a lot of situations, like going out for dinner and I order something and there's like that judgmental look of like, why aren't you just eating the French fries, you know, or why are you asking for that dish to be modified to get sauce on the side or, you know, get steamed vegetables instead of having the potatoes it came with. And there's, there's going to be that judgmental eye, but I always look at that with empathy because that person, A, probably doesn't understand, B, is likely feeling insecure about their choices. And so the worst thing you can do is throw judgment at other people by being critical of what they're eating or giving other people eyes when you're eating your meal. If you're looking at someone else's plate with judgment, it doesn't make yours any healthier or better. So it's really important to also be careful of how you are, I guess, responding to other people's choices because everyone has permission to do exactly what they need or what they want in that moment. Yeah. And it's an ongoing process. And I mean, like it says it right in the name of your of your podcast, which I love so much that you empower people to make choices based on their education. So it that when people are questioning, it's because they don't they don't know and they don't understand the reason why they haven't painted that picture for themselves. I even had a situation this weekend I was with my with my kids and my kids have watched me compete my whole way. They've seen every step of every journey of whatever thing mom was doing right now. So they're pretty accustomed to this and we went out and I I've been working on eliminating gluten from my diet just because my body likes it better. And we're, I'm just trying to focus on that right now. And I made, we were out for breakfast and I modified my order to ask for gluten-free bread, which I didn't even think anything of. That's just what I'm doing right now. And even my son, who's been around me making choices like that and ordering different things for years was like, well, why gluten-free mom? And I, and it was just as simple as my body just likes it better. And that was the end of it. It wasn't a, it was nothing about what you're ordering is wrong or anything like that. It's just, it was about me and my choice and that was it. And usually simple answers are better answers and just keeping it to yourself and removing the judgment from it makes things really easy. Yeah, I, I'm a really big nerd when it comes to food. And so it, I have to be very careful not to, I guess, overstep and start to tell them, tell other people, if they ask me, you know, why don't you eat gluten? It's very difficult for me not to go down that rabbit hole and, you know, like go into the science of it. But I've been practiced at it for a long time. And I only go deep into information if someone continues to ask why. Why aren't you eating the gluten? Because I choose not to. My body feels better. What's wrong with gluten? Okay. Is that a question you want to ask? Because you have a sandwich in front of you, right? It's like, yeah. is that something that you really want me to talk to you about right now? And if they say yes, they give me permission to do that, then I do it in a way that's not judgmental because I know that they don't have the knowledge that I do. And so I can be kind in how I deliver that message. And a lot of people, they kind of, man, the fitness industry and the nutrition industry, 
drives me fucking crazy because it's insane because people get all hopped up on like these different food rules. And then it's almost like they become cult-like and try and preach it to you. You know, I'm a vegan. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, how come? And they don't have a good reason. They just, because it's better because you think it's better. That's your opinion. You know, you're not giving me a valid, valid reason why. And so I think that it gets almost to the point where people get defensive about their habits because everyone's out there attacking each other. No, you're Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, your diet's wrong because there's lectins in it. Well, your diet's wrong because there's meat protein in it. Oh, well, your diet's wrong because who knows what, you know, you're eating too much processed food. And we get into this little like food fight about it. And so it's almost as though people are starting to be like defensive about their quote unquote belief systems around food. So I like to be really open to hear Mm -hmm. what other people have to say about their choices or about how they feel about food or why they eat it. At Health Pillars, as you know, we talk a lot about like the values of food. It's not just about caloric intake or micronutrients and macronutrients. There's also an aspect of like social connectedness, pleasure, enjoyment, being able to go out with your spouse or your partner on an anniversary dinner and not worry about having a glass of champagne, things like that. And I think that as you've progressed on your journey, you've gone from bodybuilding to having a family and traveling, and you've had to be more flexible with your choices. So I'm curious how that has affected you and how you have really like stepped into your power around making choices that are a little bit different from what you were used to, because that can be hard to do that change, that transition from being super lean, being shredded, eating everything out of a meal prep container to traveling the world and, you know, trying things at like a, a street barbecue, you know, it's kind of a, a different experience. I'm curious, like how you've transitioned and how you navigate that. I'll be honest, it's very challenging. But yeah, I think from I came out of competing, actually, the the year that I took the the year off of competing was the year my sister was supposed to be getting married, but COVID kind of bumped that a little bit. But I made a choice that I wanted to be fully present in what was going on in my life that upcoming year. And that I didn't want my gym schedule and my nutrition to take away from some of the events that were coming up. And that's not true for everyone. Sometimes people can do all of those things at the same time. But I was at a place where it was really my whole life was competing. And that was my number one priority. And I wanted to make a choice to shift my priorities a little bit. And I knew that I could take care of my health without taking away from the things I really wanted to be present for, but that I couldn't do it at the level that I wanted to to compete. So I made a choice there to to step away. And I think it's really one of the best things that I've done because I had great experiences competing and I did really well. And now I've learned how to live life with fitness as a foundation where it's still part of my everyday life. It's still something that I consider every time I eat or drink anything. But I'm very present in my life. I'm very mindful of what's going on and what's happening around me and able to experience things with my family without just being worried or feeling guilty about indulging. Because it wasn't, none of it was indulgent. It was, I was experiencing the things that I set out to experience. I actually really don't like that word when, you know, I had an indulgent food. I'm like, I mean, you just ate some food. Like it's okay. Yeah, if it, exactly. has, it has more calories in it. You know, why are we so hypercritical of those kind of things? So I think that's really cool. So I, for you and for your clients, you know, you've talked to me a little bit about getting your spouse or partner, your kids on board, your friends and family 
seeking their support, not asking for their permission to pursue your goals, but really truly seeking their support in what you're doing by being honest, open, vulnerable, being willing to communicate, being non-judgmental of them. And so for you, what does like truly stepping into your power mean for you and for your clients? Uh, it it really means just owning your goals and what what your vision is. And that's really hard for some people. And I know it's hard for myself. You get really wrapped up in being someone's mom or someone's spouse, or, you know, you're part of a family unit. You've got these bigger entities that are outside of yourself that you get really focused on and overall goals. And it's really important to keep personal goals for your own personal growth. And that's where your power comes from is taking care of yourself first so that you can show up as a better version of yourself for these other people and things that are important to you. And that's, that's where the power comes from is owning those personal goals. And it, it can be anything. It doesn't like we're, we're, you and I are both really big on fitness being a foundation, but maybe you want to learn a new language, or maybe you just want to actually finish a book this month that you've picked up 10 times, but haven't flipped a page on, but you really want to get there. Making time for that and setting small goals and boundaries for yourself that allow those things to happen so you can be successful for yourself. That's how you show up for those other people in your life. Well, yeah, I think that's a really good note to end this on. And I hope that whoever showed up to this podcast today and uh, lent us their ears, I hope that they're feeling more empowered and inspired to have some healthy boundaries and to start working towards those goals that have been on the back burner for so long. So Kirstie, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at coach underscore dreamfit. And I'm also on Facebook as dreamfit coaching. Perfect. And I'm around. Yeah, perfect. So you're in Kamloops for another month or? Yeah, something like that. We're, like you said, a bit of a nomad, but um, for about a month, we're here. Cool. Where's the next destination? Undecided. There's a few things on the table, but we haven't, we haven't nailed it down exactly. It was half the fun. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, my goal next year is to get out to the Philippines. I've always wanted to go there. They have some of the most like beautiful turquoise water. Like I really need to make it to that area of the world. So that's, that's on the bucket list for next year, for sure. I love traveling. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really do appreciate your time. And uh, I know that my podcast listeners will as well. You have yourself an amazing day and to everyone else here, peace, love, and personal growth. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love, and personal growth.